0: So I'm just gonna pray. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Thank you that you're already here. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Why don't you just just for a minute, I mean, some of you guys might go into autopilot, don't do that. Just, why don't we just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to break chains, to open eyes, to manifest Himself. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We are hungry for more of you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome You, we thank You, we love You. Lord, Your good and Your mercies endure forever. We just thank You right now for heaven. We thank You right now for the cloud of witnesses. We thank You for the, uh, uh, the hosts of heaven. We thank You for Your goodness and Your generosity. Spirit of God right now, we honour You, we thank You. Unless You show us, we can understand nothing. So Holy Spirit, we just worship You right now. And we thank You, You are the teacher. You are the revelator. You lead us into all truth. You're our paraclete, you're our helper. We just honour You, Holy Spirit, and we just thank You, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So, who went out to Muncie yesterday? Wasn't it a a great day? It really was. And uh, it was epically unplanned, and we had a spontaneous uh, sort of service, I suppose. And uh, they're the best sorts of services, I think. And it was it was amazing. And I want to I want to speak on uh, uh, something that's so fresh that even I don't understand it. All right. So, so. But uh, what I want to do what I want to do is I do want to I want to speak about revival. And uh, um, but I want us to to uh, um, I want us to map through the Spirit of God. And through the Word of God, I want us to map the multiverse, because we need to. It says, "With all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing." And the sevenfold Spirit of the Lord, one of the major ones, is with wisdom. Now it says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." And so, I don't want. I've been in. I would say, oh my gosh, a few outpourings in my life. You know, like dead raising glory can't stand up sort of outpouring and it's been amazing but then what happens is that people don't understand the mechanics and then it sort of ebbs and people go gosh weren't those great meetings I don't want that I don't want that I want us to go from faith to faith glory to glory faith to faith glory to glory unless the Lord builds the house and he's building you and if you let him and so um what I wanna do is, is that, yeah, we'll do announcements and stuff at the end. Now, um, I want to, uh, after uh, Daryl, um, a couple of weeks ago, talked about the ministry, about the fivefold, and then we started to, to, to um, analyze it. And I wanna, I just wanna go on the record is a very small percentage of the body is fivefold. It's not an elitist group, it's not exclusive, it's whoever God appoints and ordains. And then when you have whole Bible college and whole colleges and movements, trying to get everyone fivefold, it's error. You know what you want? You want your scroll. You want your destiny book, you know, and and it's not just, there's no cookie cutter because God can just do amazing things. Some of the most amazing things in recorded scripture in the New Covenant was through Stephen, it wasn't considered fivefold. And so what we want to do is we want to understand what it is for God to walk in what He's pre-prepared for us to walk in. Can someone say amen? But the firefold has a very specific function. It's an equipping function, it's a serving function, but I want to emphasise something that maybe, maybe we could have missed. And this is, this is my, my very considered opinion. The worst thing we can do is make God a Westerner and read the Bible through a Western lens. It doesn't work. It's boring. It's seeker-friendly. It's formulaic, and there's no life. And so uh, um, I'm I'm done with it. And so right now we need to lean into heaven's ways like never before. Just you know, I mean, uh, um, popping up on my news feed, you got Sri Lanka at the moment, massive revolution where they're trying to boot the PM out. We're talking multitudes everywhere. The world is in an, you know in uproar. It's an unrest. And, and, and we need to understand what it looks like of thy kingdom come in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? We really do. And so we're going to do mapping. Now, with mapping, is this I'm going to, you, you get a coordinate over here. And then what happens is I'll bring something from over here. And you go, hey, wait, but, but shouldn't you just group them over here? No, because God wants us to be able to learn to triangulate stuff. He wants us to have a very broad base understanding so we can whatever we lay a hold of. You know, you go, why didn't God just show us things all in one hit? Because we couldn't handle it. He says, he says I want you to steward a coordinate or a data point, faithful in little, faithful in much. God just show us the you know, full panoramic deal. We go, and then just sort of like, you know, things are gonna happen on its own. So the first thing I wanna do is I I want us to read from Ephesians chapter four (laughs) and what the fivefold is, well, the fivefold is, okay. Uh, uh, uh. We will shoot some sacred cows. So just look, nothing's personal. I just wanna wanna go after tradition that's not scriptural, okay. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. Now, just hold it there. At the moment that, that with Paul, Paul is, he's such a Mr. Quantum. He's such a mad professor genius. He is like a, a, a walking almanac, Encyclopedia Britannica, and when He starts describing supernatural things, He just goes into the abstract. And we need the Holy Spirit to fill and interpret and tell us what the abstract is. He ascended, He descended, fill all things. Yeah, amen. And we have no clue what it means. Yes, yes He oh, ascended. Yeah, amen. Grace, 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 grace. What does grace mean? I don't know, but it feels good. So, so we need to be able, we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. So it says... He descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Yep. And he himself gave some to be apostles. Now Rachel loves teaching but she's getting a bit nervous about it because it says, do you not know that if you're a teacher you're going to get judged by a strictest standard? She says, I don't want to get judged by a strictest standard. Can't I have my cake and eat it Lord? And... And uh, uh, um, sometimes I have complained to the Lord about the relatively short leash that He's placed me on. But anyway, and He's sort of like, <laughs> so, and He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. I mean, you, you go, oh my gosh, Jesus, take the wheel. So many people just trying to be fivefold or whatever you wanna call it, right? And it's, that's the habit I've gotten into. And it's like, don't try and be one if you're not meant to be one, and more people who are called to be it try and avoid it, okay? And sort of like you know Whoa, all that ministry stuff. No, no. Oh, hang on. <laughs> and so I've started in that movie, and so he appoints it. So we celebrate, and honour uh, who the Lord appoints and stuff, but it's not for everybody, and it's a specific function. So here we go, and he himself. Gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints. It is a service ministry. It is an equipping ministry. For the work of the ministry, for the, so the body to do the ministry, it has to be equipped by the, uh, uh, who Jesus appoints. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Until uh, we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now I've cut it off there because otherwise we're going to be here till the next moon service. And basically is this: is that we were chatting about this, and just out of habit, we talk about the fivefold ministry. Okay. And the fivefold ministry is a category and it's a concept, but there's nowhere in the Bible where there's a mention of the fivefold ministry. All you can guarantee Yes, five is a number of grace and yes, all those numbers do fit on someone's hand and they all do all of these sort of things, that's fine. And you can guarantee uh, with the five fold is that if someone's running a church and they're not anointed to do it, that church will fold, okay? So we actually just brush over what God was trying to say in this passage. So we do know that is it that people need to be equipped. There's a level of alignment, if a bone is broken, is that you can actually put a cast on it and you can make the crooked way straight and bring people on scroll and then you actually equip them to do the work. But what happens is that for me, I, the call of God came on my life and I started to bring it through a Western filter and I hated the ministry. How, how much, Todd, did you hate it? I quit it, I did. And I was actually a a credentialed minister. I was on my P's, so they didn't quite, hadn't quite accepted me in the beloved yet. And so basically, as I said, I can't, I don't wanna do this. I wanna win souls, I wanna see revival. Uh, I wanna make money and and all that sort of thing. I don't want the ministry. And I started to bring it through a Western lens. So this morning, we're gonna shatter that Western lens. Can someone say amen? We wanna shatter it because what's happening in the world isn't going to be Mickey Mouse western Christianity. We need to understand what is heaven saying and how is heaven working. And so I want us to go to the I want us to go to the beginning of that passage of scripture again because we've missed something. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Let's stop let's just stop there. And what we have here it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, the fivefold. And I understand, look, you know, you're into semantics. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really not. But the focus here is ascension. The focus is ascension. Jesus ascended, okay. And you go, okay, well, you know, obviously, you get into the original language, etc. cetera. Ascending, I mean, to go up, arise, not a big deal. But He ascended on high. And so the word there is only used six times in New Testament. And actually like uh, it's called a, a hoopsos. And so it literally means to, to be exalted, crazy altitude, the sky. But basically, this word "on high is the same word where uh, uh, um, they brought Jesus to the temple and they prophesied and they said, uh, um, "We've been visited from the day spring on, on hoopsos, on high." Luke 24, 49, it says, you'll be clothed with power from on hoopsos. So Jesus descended, then ascended, and it's about ascension. Because that's, we've been focusing on the number five and getting people, and i got no problem with ploughing, when ploughing needs to be done. Holding a line, when holding a line needs to be done and being in the trenches. But we've got to do it from the right place. Can someone say Amen? Okay, so what happens, we're gonna do, we're having an imaginary objection here, because I know none of you object to what I'm saying. So we'll have an imaginary objector. So what we have here is you go, yeah, but that was Jesus ascending, bro. That was Jesus ascending, really. Because we need to understand that there are things that are explicit in the Word and things that are implicit. We need to go, you know, Jesus says, hey, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. About to go back on the throne. And they're like, happy for you, we're about to get persecuted by the Romans. You know, And the, like, you know, the implication Jesus overcoming is that you overcome, Amen. be of good cheer. This will affect you, okay? So this, He ascended, it actually affects you. Because if we don't understand ascension and map it accurately, firstly, we'll ignore it. Or we'll make it turn into a religious thing, or we'll super spiritualize it where we just disassociate into irrelevance. And so we need to find out what the Lord is actually saying. Because I'll tell you what, you start. uh, I'll taste and you know there is no high like the Most High. Okay, okay, the hoop sauce. And so what we're going to do is we're going to again we're going to map through the Word, John chapter 14 one to three. We're going to start with, and he's about to go and he says, "Let not your heart be troubled." You know. God's been with you, Emmanuel, walking on water, feeding the 5,000, stretched your faith. Uh, um, Just, you know, can you imagine yourself like, okay, Jesus, um, you know, you're the Word and and, and Peter just worked out you are the Son of God and flesh and blood didn't reveal that to him. And, um, you know, there was... uh, something about you know the area of uh, uh, um, Caesarea Philippi and this and this and, and 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 you know and you know you're sitting because you're hanging with Jesus at you know one of the mountaintops you know and it's sort of like and so Jesus I'd like to know this and you'd never get Jesus go I don't know like you're walking with God you're what you know he he they try to entrap him the pharisees the Sadducees, the scribes the lawyers the uh, uh, um the temple guard, I mean, the captains, all that sort of stuff. And never was he short of a word. Every, so what happens, he goes, now I'm gonna leave you. And they're like, ah. maybe they're sort of like this on the, in, on the answer again, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. We understand the prophetic scriptures. No, they were freaking out because Jesus was actually addressing it. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house. Now he's talking about the multiverse. Can someone say amen? In my Father's house. He's not talking about the temple. He's not talking about the Temple Mount. He's not talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about heaven, the kingdom, okay? The multi-dimensions of the kingdom of light. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Now I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now remember, he hasn't died yet. He hasn't ascended and there's been no Pentecost. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And through the Western mindset, we're going, can't wait for the rapture. Looking forward to that. Don't know when. That's completely not what it's saying. Jesus said that where I am, you'll be also. So we have this habit, it's called the matrix. The matrix has been ruled by the five senses as opposed to walking by faith. If we don't see it, then it must be the future as opposed to us not understanding what God is saying and being in unbelief. It's like saying God hasn't healed me, so healing must not be real, or He must not want me healed. That's actually unbelief, that's actually incongruent with the Word of God. Can someone say Amen? So he's saying, where I am, you may be also. So people go, yes, it's the second coming. It's the parousia. It's the ap- apocalypto. It's the, 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 the manifestation of the Lord. But what happens is Jesus actually answers this actually later in, in the same passage of Scripture. It says, uh, John 14, 20 to 23, if we could go there, please. At that day, that's, at that day, okay, you will know that I'm in the Father. This is the same chunk of revelation, okay? At that day, you will know that I'm in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. I mean, whoa, (laughs) we just gloss over that, but it is what it is, okay? You're, You're in me, I'm in you, I'm the Father, you know. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest, that is to shine, to reveal myself to him. I mean, this is big, big stuff. All right, this is after. And where I am, there you may be also. But it's the second coming. Keep going down. Judas, not a scarlet. They had to be very clear on this part, okay. So Judas, not a scarlet. Okay said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to them, if anyone loves me. Now remember, when God, <laughs> when God says the word if, it's not on His end, never His end. Okay? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And Jesus is, He's literally defining the parameters. All right, I struggle with the Word, but I like telling God how much I love Him. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my Word. And that's not what you think, right? And my Father will love him. See, so if you keep the Word of the Lord, right, and we, Jesus and the Father, remember it said before, and on that day, and before that, and it says, so where I am, uh, uh, you will be also, right? And he just talked about the multiverse. He's talked about, like remember it's written, it's ancient Greek. It's not written with, you know, Dr. Strange and pyrotechnics. It's very clunky. In my father's house of many mansions. <laughs> yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Then we go multiverse. You know, it comes, it's psychology, okay? And so what happens, he, he, he started with that, that where I am, you may be also. And on that day, and then he says this, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. And my Father will love Him. And we, the Father and the Son, will come to Him and make our home with Him. Come on, that is not the, what we would consider rapture, second coming, pre-trip, post-trip, pan trip, whatever. Here's what's interesting. This is based on a condition of us keeping God's Word. Oh yes, we must read the Bible and obey it to the letter, even tithe out of our vegetable gardens. That's not what it's saying. The word here, quite relevant now, the word here is terreo. And and if, if you love me, you'll te reo my word. And what you have it means to guard. It means to, to keep your eye on, don't let it out of your sight. And it's almost a militant term to so hold fast. See, you can make we can make quality decisions, but we can't change ourselves. Okay? But when we understand our part, if, that if part, he says, if you keep my word. So Jesus ascending, he's saying, so where I am, you will be also. So the fivefold's job is to equip people into their destiny, but you can't get out of the ascension part. We are to be, in, it's not just how we live, it's where we live from in Jesus' Name. This is not a semantic it's not a sleight of hand, clever, uh, uh, you know, a twisting of everything. Is ascension is indispensable, and we'll find from Scripture, it's, a, it's location, location, location. And so, rather than going one day the Lord's coming back, He's saying, here are the conditions. As we've already discussed, Second Peter two, He says it was revealed on the man of Transfiguration. We have this prophetic word made even more sure. He says yeah, that you are a light in a dark place until the morning star rises in your heart until the day dawns. And We're gonna go after, we're gonna, right now, this is what we're doing, I'm presenting something and we're gonna get more corralled and more corralled until you go, oh my gosh, these are the parameters, these are the conditions and they're way better, way better than we, we, we thought. So, so you, right in the moment you go like this, if I would right, oh God's Word, and the thing is, you don't have to reo it and you don't have to have God make His home with you. You don't have to, He's not making you. But Jesus and the Father manifesting to someone sounds very Ascension-ish to me. But what I wanna do is I do wanna deconstruct the whole three dimensional up, down, left, right, east, west, because we need to teach people what Ascension is. Who's hungry for Ascension, seriously? i tell you what, because he's, he's calling, He's calling. And so, all right. So another data point, uh, um, um, so we're talking about ascension. Well, wow, that's extravagant, maybe drawing the long long bow. Shouldn't we just focus on the Great Commission? Yeah, that's what we're called to do, right? But here's the deal, we don't understand. It says, remember it says in Psalms, it says that justice and righteousness are the foundation of His throne and everything, so, So God so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son. So what happened is this, is that God's motivation is love, but because of His holiness, there's a high judicial quotient that He had to satisfy His holiness in Jesus' Name. So what you got here is I'm gonna go and get people saved. Why don't we go back to the original language and it is this, the word witness. Witness is a judicial term, all right? And and you're so committed to what you've seen, you're prepared to die for it. So, so, so there are a witness now. And what happens? Can you imagine going to a court of law and there's a, everything's hanging in the balance. Someone's destiny is hanging in the balance. And then all of a sudden, all right, we call the witness to the stand, and they're going to give an account. And this is their packed gallery. And all right, please give us your account of such and such. Well, um, I heard someone say something about someone and then I believed it. Thank you, you can sit down." That's not very compelling, is it? But they're still witnessing according to their faith. You know, I heard Jesus is real and preached and, 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 and uh, you know, you, 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 got, you got what you got. And so He's a Son of God and yeah, come on, let's do this. Let's just come to church. That's fine if that's where you're at. But I'll tell you what, you walk with the Lord in intimacy. You encounter Him, He speaks to you, He makes His home with you. Not only that, there's actually accompanying signs and wonders, not only that, there's a crazy dimension on your life to the point where people go, okay, okay, something's going on here, I can, something's changing you. You bear a witness, you have a powerful witness. And that comes, they understood that, that, that Jesus' disciples post-resurrection were untrained men, but they knew they'd been with Jesus. There's something about being with the Lord in an ascension reality. You go, what? can't you just say filled with the Spirit? Why the semantics? Because God says it. We need to understand is that everything changes the higher you go. The laws change, it's different, okay? And He's called, He is the most high. You know, I mean, other way, I mean, He's the most, just draw a line under that, but He's the most high. And so you'll be clothed from power, with power on high. Why is this a, is it more than a semantic? Because if we can identify something and give it language, we can bring it into focus. Because actually going high in the Lord actually costs us ascension. And this is not a semantic because we're talking about revival. We're talking about people being a witness with the Lord. And it's like, you know, someone like Charles Finney. People go, all right, I'm in Rochester, New York. I've just arrived on the boat and a horse and buggy from the south, wherever. All right, can you tell me where the revival is? And they'll go, you'll know. That's what they say, you'll know. They reckon around Charles Finney was a, a radius of five miles. You could feel a he'd go places one time he's preaching and he described it. it's like everyone got cut down. Like we're talking, we're talking hundreds, if not thousands, of people slain in the spirit at once. Because he'd been with the Most High. He was ascended. And you go, like what you what happens is this, you go, wow, he he lived sacrificially. Listen. I mean, also too, there was a father, James Nash. He was pretty, pretty important, intercessor go before him as well. I mean, I don't wanna, the intercession is very powerful. But i tell you what, it, it, this is what's so cool. People go, wow, that person's dedicated to the Lord. Wow, that person's sacrificial. You know what, that's nice. But it says, if I can give my body to be burned, and if I don't have love, it doesn't profit me. When you go into an ascended life, do you know what happens? You start to see too much you can't unsee. You start to see the love of God. You start to see the power, the glory of the Lord and you are going, I want that. What do I have to, what's stopping me from that? You're not even thinking about living sacrificially. You are so caught up. Stephen, bang, 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 stone in the head and he's sort of like, forgive them. I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand. See, this Ascension thing is some sort of cute, cutesy, folky, conferencey sort of like book-selly thing. It's actually like, we've got to get over the fact that we're, we're not gonna change and God's gonna keep visiting us. It says, come up here and I must show you the things that must shortly take place. Behold, my beloved come skipping on the tops of the hills. It's gonna cost us something, but we have to start to taste and see that the Lord is good and understand that, and you're going, I'm not living sacrificially. Can you imagine if like you saw the kingdom and then you go, the Lord says, hey, um, see this poison in your life? This cancer, this death? Can you maybe, that's probably getting in the way. I'll give you all this if you just put that down. Yes, I'm living sacrificially. Because we start to see this is why Paul he goes into this abstract conceptual hyperbole. He goes that I would pray that you have a spirit of wisdom and knowledge, uh, wisdom and understanding, and the knowledge of Him that you may know the hope of His, the calling, the riches of His inheritance in the saints. You're accepted. He's just like he starts going full Tourette's in the glory, right? And he's just got kind of like and this, and this and this and people reading going, okay, wow, I don't know, understand what it means, but boy, it feels good, you know, and. That's why we need parables and metaphors and demonstrations and signs and wonders. It's because because you, you're trying to explain the unexplainable. You're, you're explaining nine dimensions to a three-dimensional brain. And so ascension is how God simplifies it. Who's excited? Because we start to we start to be able to because 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 things change at altitude. They really really do. Maria Woodworth Edda. She hung out with a God. we, we got a bit. So you go, Charles Finney, well, Maria Wood, Woodworth-Edda. And so 20 miles, they could feel her coming 20 miles away where people get hit by the power of God on the streets. She was so yielded to God, there was convergence. You got some of these people from George Whitfield. they were preaching, I mean, I mean Maria happened as well. People trying to get a better view up in the trees. Please get down, you're just going to hurt yourself. You know, and people, people know better. It took me a lot of scratches on my inner calf to get this corporate box, okay, this spot. That was a the first year we had the Adelaide Grand Prix here. I climbed up a tree. <laughs> Next year they worked out that that was a gold ticket area. So they put us stand- down. I was up in a tree, Literally. But all of a sudden power of God will hit them and they start falling out of the tree. I know, I know. Huh. So we're talking like, that witness is it's not just like a, now in regards to <coughs> semantics, what's up, what's down? Oh yes, brother, but in the book of Acts, they poured, the Holy Spirit fell on them. It's not like he tripped or something, you know what I'm saying? but the Holy Spirit fell on them and pour out my Spirit. Okay, so what we have in the Old Testament, when we're talking about the cross, it's relatively abstract. We know that cursed is he who hangs on a tree from the book of Deuteronomy, we understand that. But it says the bulls of Bashan in, in Psalms. We, we actually, in, in, in Isaiah 53, you know, by his stripes we're healed and like we like sheep have gone astray, everything metaphorical, giving you insight into the, in the Spirit realm. But you read the, um, the Synoptic Gospels, and it's a narrative, it's a chronological narrative. It's just describing what can be observed, generally speaking, but this was fulfilled and that was fulfilled. Book of Acts is the same. So they're observing a phenomena. But you know what's really interesting is this guy called Evan Roberts. And Evan Roberts, young guy, I think he was a coal miner at some stage, and he just prayed and prayed and prayed for, for outpouring to take place in Wales, and he was praying with his friend, and he actually saw a map of Wales be actually lifted up to heaven. And from that vision of Wales ascending the whole region, the Lord said, can you believe for 100,000 souls? Within a very short time, 50,000 had come to the Lord. Who wants to see that? But that's an essential reality. Now, what we're doing is we're going, yes, I want it. And we've got to get into the how, okay? We gotta get into the how. And so one of the things is that, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I have no problem with the, the, the concept of ascension, but everything can go into error or actually come into a place of excess or abuse per se. Okay, I don't wanna, I'm not sort of like, um, I'm not saying that this is, you know, you can visit heaven too much. I'm not saying that. But some things can go become a bit soulish. All right, and I want to what I want to do is I want to rightly divide some things. And so you got people they actually sort of like, okay, we're going to sit around in a circle, we'll have worship on and we're going to do a group ascension. I don't have a problem with that because it genuinely happens. However, it can get into a wacky, doodle dandy Disneyland. So what I want to do is I want to rightly divide what the word of God says. You okay with it so far? Okay. And so uh, 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 um. <laughs> now Paul, oh yes, Paul, he goes, all right, here's the deal. I actually, this was so hectic. I don't even know if it was in the body or out of the body. He said it a couple of times. And it's like people are reading it and they're like going, now before we go, oh gosh, all those poor people in Bible days, they did not have electricity like we do. And iPads, they, they weren't at our level of cultural advancement. Well, firstly, they could concentrate for more than five seconds. (laughs) They didn't have Ritalin. They didn't have GMOs. And basically is is the previous generations crazy spiritual. Okay. And, and and, 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 And so when he was saying in the body or out of the body, people go, yeah. There's a level of context to it. And so This is, again, this is not from mine. This is a friend of mine, Emerson. Uh, uh, He said this, this is so, 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 so good. The old covenant is predominantly, not exclusively, the old covenant is predominantly physical and external. The new covenant is predominantly spiritual and internal. Just let that be branded on your subconscious. And you're like, oh, but we wanna see physical things. Yeah, so does God, He wants souls, He wants the sons of God to, to, to actually all the creation. Like, like, like if you do it right, it manifests in the three dimensional world. But, but what happens, we are still stuck in the Old Testament mentality. We're waiting for something to come, waiting for something to happen. Where's revival? How's it gonna happen? And it's complete error. Because what happens is we're looking in the wrong places and looking for the wrong thing. Not my words, Jesus' words. So we've talked about ascension. You go, all right, Hebrews 12, 12, 22. Now you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Not future, you are there now. You're Ephesians 1 3, you're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. It's already happened. Okay. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? He has clear hands and a pure heart. Ascension is everywhere from song of songs all the way through. Okay. But then what we have here, you're going. (laughs) Let's read it. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So here's the deal. What that's saying is this. Even people go, yeah, I want ascension. I want ascension, it's out there. It ain't. This is the foundational building block to the Kingdom of Heaven. It's in your heart and in your mouth. It's in your heart and in your mouth. It's in your heart and in your mouth. We have to renew our mind until that becomes real. Cause we want all these encounters and yet we speak unbelief and we can't see the connection. And then God hasn't done what He said. No, because we haven't obeyed the if. One day revival, oh, you know, sort of like I read stories of, yeah, you know, uh, 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 Wales and, 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 and Toronto, you know, bring a tear to a glass eye and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I wish I was born at another time, you know, no revival, you know, all that sort of stuff. And look, you're looking in the wrong place. We're called to ascend, but it's not external. Can we put the next scripture up, please? Paul, again, he's at the end of a a, a hyperbolic, but no exaggeration, by the way, right? An abstract statement. And it says to them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We are now looking at revival is an internal inward reality. These are the words of God. You have more power, opportunity, and access to other dimensions than the Western mind will allow. Can someone say, Amen? For me, I I see opportunity. And you start to see the parameters going, oh my gosh. We are so geared to the natural, so geared towards, I'm really hungry for it. Do you know what's inside of you? It's inside of you. It's not over there. It's inside of you. Let's go to the next Scripture, please. One of my favourites. Now, when He was asked by the Pharisees when the Kingdom of God would come, He answered them and said, the Kingdom of God does not come with observation nor they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you." And you start to go, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Ascension, what we gotta do is the invitation for ascension, but it isn't external. The invitation is internal your inner world is connected to the kingdom of god the multiverse and this is why god says clean up power up clean up power up because i tell you what right now much of the church goes um yeah maybe it's an optional extra i'm not fivefold so i don't really have to clean that out and you don't have to ascend either and you don't need to be supernaturally delivered from cancer. See, I think what happens is that when we understand places in the Lord, it starts to look like something. Cause I've, I've been in manifest seasons. We, we we're in one at the moment, by the way. That God is answering prayers I haven't prayed. Well, hang on, you have not because you asked it, no. It also says, and these blessings will chase you down. They'll overtake you. They will overtake you, and that's got everything to do with places in Christ. Jesus is the light. He's the—he's not—he—he—he's he, the bread of life. He's the true vine. You know, it's so comprehensive, so comprehensive. Jesus isn't just a destination. He's the way. He upholds it, holds everything together by the word of His power. So we're not going to see Jesus in heaven. Heaven is in Jesus. And this starts getting freaky. But it's, it's, it, the Western mind can't handle it. We have a sub 70 IQ in the Spirit in the West. And we have to go, Holy Spirit, I repent, I change my I thing, I wanna the Word. You are my teacher. You are, my, you are the one that reveals all things to me. And then you come to a place where the anointing is in the cluster. And God, I go, and you go, people go, I just need to see the goodness of God. No, 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 ascend. Ascend, he's, he's made His move. Be hungry for it. And it's not external, it's internal. Huh. We just have to lay down the things. I'll make a statement. Oh no, no, I don't wanna jump ahead. It's my last point in a second. You guys doing okay? The ascension is, is completely amazing. It, does He, the Spirit of God, fallen us? Do we go up? And then north, south, east, and west? It's convergence. Our Father's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let the kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's convergence. I'm not going to get all fussed about direction, but everywhere, He is the Most High. My thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. See, here's the exciting thing when we say yes to the invitation for ascension, things start to happen. If, if, if we didn't allow, the, if, if, we, if we allowed the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine and all the other stuff to go into revival, the wine skin would tear. It'd kill us. God, so He goes, I'm going to send you to the promised land. But you're all very delicate. So I'm going to do it gradually so you can handle it. King David, your gentleness has made me great. So, so you get to decide how much you want to ascend. Come on. And it's like, rather than just sort of like, my life, yeah, mm-hmm. not in line with the Bible. Mm, no, yeah, I'm struggling, yeah, I'm a bit, it's a bit sad. Mm-mm. But revival, and we just sit, our whole life waiting for one season. Lord says, I have a better way. No, I'm not parhooing revival, because it says in Psalm 119, revive me according to your Word. But He wants us to understand ascension. And the ascension gifts are meant to teach people how to ascend. Otherwise we're folding, five-fold. <coughs> These are not my words. The Lord wants us to hear this. Okay, Holy Ghost. So now, now you go, okay, all right. So God wants us to go to his place. Well, yeah, you're already there. You just haven't worked it out yet. He's already given us everything pertaining to the life and godliness with the precious promises and the knowledge of Him, so we're of the divine nature. Okay, But now you got like this, I want revival. And Lord goes, yes, I live in you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And can you see now how impurity that's tolerated, fear that's meditated on, bitterness, Grudge, limiting thinking, actually on the inside of people blocks heaven manifesting. So we're no longer waiting for some sovereign season. And I believe in the sovereignty of God. That's another data point, but I'm not here to to drill down on that. But you go, oh my gosh, I'm called to ascend. Isaiah, called up, you know, a, a staged eavesdropping moment. Who shall we send? Here I am, send me. Okay, get potty mouth over here. All right. Oh, I'm a man of unclean lips. That's okay. We, we, we knew that. He cold. right? I saw the Lord, you know. And it's, we're talking like, see, we're talking, we're, 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 see, this is so cool. This is empowering. At the moment, the world is staggering like a drunken man. And we, we, This this is not an ethereal, disassociative, elite, clicky thing. It's actually a biblical paradigm that's indispensable because there's nothing here. This is a, without the quickening, we under biological life, which has entropy, the second law of thermodynamics, unmaintained, it's winding down. We need the Zoe supernatural life of God. We need the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. We need the glory, faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory. Can we put up the, uh, uh, the next one, please, the last one. If then, rhetorical, if then you are raised with Christ, (coughs) seek those things which are above where Christ is. Again, ascended above, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things of the glory. Set your mind on resurrection power. Set your mind, Philippians goes, all right, okay. Maybe you guys aren't that spiritual, so whatever is good, praiseworthy, noteworthy, nice, puppy dogs, rainbows, flowers, blooming deserts, think on those things. But here it says, meditate on the glory because you might just taste it. And when you start to taste it, you go, oh my gosh, this is the kingdom, and the Lord goes, no, 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 I'd like to give you the kingdom. Set your mind on things above and not things on the earth. That's a commandment, yep. For you died. Have I? Yes, we won't get into that right now. <laughs> and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. And so this is what I want to finish on and then we'll have communion through some announcements. You guys okay with this? Okay, but it's it's prescriptive. Okay. It's as prescriptive as the subscription glasses. The word here, set your mind, is freneo. Freneo has different usages. This is what i found. Obviously, we need to renew our mind. But I'll tell you what right now, I just wanna say this as just a flat out statement. The currency of heaven, the currency of God's goodness, the currency of holiness, unless you become like one of these little ones. The currency of the glory is, Desire, not whim, not impulse, but desire. Another if, Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you desire. So what you have is desire isn't just focus, it's also emotion. So here, it doesn't just mean set your mind on things above. I must focus on the glory. What happens is this, Set your affection, it says in the King James. Set your affection. You know what? If you, whatever you have, can we just, can we just kick the theology and the doctrine to the curb again for a moment? Because people use it as a pretense. You go, you go, you sort of like, yeah, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. Oh, this is really great though. Anything that you have affection that's greater than the Lord in a manifest way, you will never overcome. you'll never overcome. So it's called idolatry and it has a gravitational pull. It just does. It could be entertainment. I like to go, you know, neutral, like. You know, I love my movie night, whatever. I'm not into, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, don't don't have, you know, there's lots of fun things to do. But here we are in a place where this is that we are being called to take our rightful place where we already are, where all things have already happened. It's a timeless dimension where there's no past, present or future. It's so superior to everything, but rather than just have some sort of sanctimonious magical thinking around revival, the Lord is calling us to ascend, to actually carry revival, to be the gates. Lift up your heads or your gates, your everlasting door, so that the King of glory may come in. And this mechanics, see idolatry is when you have something greater affection and trust in rather than the Lord. Just sorry, his words not mine. I'm just the postie. Meet me, okay. (laughs) Sorry, now it's a push bike. Less emissions. Holy Spirit, I just thank You for stirring hunger, stirring hunger today. I thank You. I thank You. Whoa, Holy Ghost, can we put pads on please? Holy Spirit, I thank You for a hunger for, for, for ascension, ascension. And Lord, it's not out there, it's in here. It's in us because You say it is. Lord, I thank You that we already have all things that pertain to life and godliness. I thank You that Australia is called to be a for running First Fruits nation. And we aren't copycatting other governments, regimes and cultures. We are ascending and laying a hold of the promises of God, the goodness of God, the love of God and seeing the manifestation of the New Jerusalem. Holy, I thank You, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Right now we say yes to ascension. We say yes. That that field of dreams is an ascended place because we're here. You're here. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, I just thank you. I just pray over people right now. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Can I finish with a quick testimony? Can I? Yeah? Okay. I had surgery, it's been rough, I had complications, very painful. Um, And so that's why, you know, I was sort of sitting down all the time. And then I'd go in my office and lie down, then it's lying down, sitting down, lying down, sitting down. Bit over it. One night I was in in pain (coughs) and. Why am I talking on this? I'll tell you why. Because uh, it was a Wednesday night, a couple weeks ago. For me, I had to sleep on the couch and for me to get off the couch, I'd have to roll onto one side and all fours on the ground and then find something to pull myself up. All right, okay, I honestly, I had a sneak preview of what it is to live too long, all right. So when I woke up, When I woke up, I'm like, through the plantation shutters, the light was on. Uh, we've lived where we lived four and a half years. That light's been turned on once and you can only turn on from the inside. Um, I'm like, I'm waking up and I'm going, I'm going, is there a sensor light? Is it? No, it's only on the inside, the light was totally on. So, As I did my my body roll off the couch, I heard this. (laughs) I could feel a surge of something. I'm going, I was so moved, I still went to the toilet. Is that exaggerating? No. My permanent uniform was a robe. So I come back and now I'm going, that's weird, that light, I lie down again. And then I'm like, you know when my old dog, they have to sleep in a bed, they're like. I was a bit like that. And then I closed my eyes and I saw a column of of light and electricity. It's going. it had like it had circular motions coming out of it, and I heard the audible voice, "The Lord, I've sent my angel." We found out the next morning that he shorted out the power in that part of the house. Just the angel turning out, the, the electricity couldn't handle. It. And then, then I closed my eyes. I'm like this. I'm going, "Wow!" And I'm going, to "See if I could And I open my eyes. I can't see him. And then I closed my eyes again so I could see the angel. And now I'm in the craziest river I've ever, ever seen. The colours in this river were crazy. And I hear, Lord, this is the river of life. So I'm going, thank you, Lord, thank you. And the Lord took me to those places for about three three more nights. I'll tell you why, one of the reasons, firstly, He's, He's merciful. I'm so hungry. I am so I feel different, but I'm so hungry for those dimensions. The next day my father-in-law came around. I had a detailed dream about his life, and literally a part of it happened in real time just before we got there. Then I saw words written over him that he prayed yesterday, and then I saw another other words written over him that, and it's like this is just from ascending. Who wants to ascend? Come on. But I'll tell you what, you ready? Set your affection. Worship. Meditate. Thankfulness. And what happens is you taste and see that the Lord is good. You, you, once you taste the Lord, you don't, there's no such thing as sacrifice. There isn't. There isn't. You're almost happy. Spelled J-O-Y. That person lives a sacrificial life for the Lord. But they're baptised in vinegar, come on. It will profit you nothing. But the Lord is calling us to live like that and that to happen all the time. But heaven in my home. Grab your communion. It says, perfect love casts out all fear. You get those, you start ascending and you go, there ain't nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. Fear keeps you earthbound. President Roosevelt said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself." self. If you are riddled with anxiety and fear, it's keeping, it's an anchor. And so you worship through and you give it to God. Do it scared, do it with your heart beating, but fear will anchor you down. Anxiety, uncertainty. You start tasting of that place and the Lord goes, hey, I'd like to show you some stuff about everything, about the future, about your scroll. This is what this church is called to. Who's excited? Come on. But don't tip your communion over your mate. All right, Holy Ghost. Yes! I pretty earthbound now. Okay, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we love You. I thank You that revival is merely Heaven's atmosphere. From Brownsville, Toronto, like a mighty wind in West Timor, First Great Awakening, Second Great Awakening. I thank You for Heaven's atmosphere. And I thank You for a company of people who aren't looking externally, but laying it on the line internally. I thank You right now, Lord, for a spirit of ascension. I thank You right now. We say yes to heaven's atmosphere, the anointing that destroys the yoke. We thank You with all you getting getting understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. But I just thank You, Lord God, from, from those whole visions where people have had of whole, whole massive buildings full of supernatural body parts replacing broken bodies down here. I thank You, Lord God, for for books and wisdom and weapons. We thank You, Lord God, because You command us to set Your mind, set our mind on things above, not things of the earth, because our life is already hidden there. So we say yes to being where You are, Lord. We say yes, wherever I am, there You will be also. We say yes. And I thank You as we ascend, demons can't go there. Oppression can't go there. Cycles are broken. Bless this commune to our body, Lord, in Jesus' Name. Who feels it implicit in that message, that I got a bit of homework. (coughs) And work, work and night work and day work. It's not just home, praise God.